Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. And I am here once again in my home studio to give you guys a little bit of positivity, a little bit of motivation, and some food for thought uh, that you can use to occupy your mind and this time while we all have a little bit more of exactly that. So this week I wanted to focus on something that I hold near and dear. And it is asking for help. I'm sure we all know those people in our circle who have a tremendously hard time asking for help. Maybe they view it as weakness. Um, maybe it th- they think it makes them look less than. But when they need help, rather than ask for it, they find roundabout ways to get their desired result without anything else. So I want to start by squashing one of the things that I just said. Asking for weakness, asking for help rather, it's not weakness, right? Without a doubt, it is definitely not weakness. We all need help sometimes, right? Every, everybody needs someone for something. It just is. That's the nature of, of being human, right? The, think about it this way. When a person is in prison, the absolute worst punishment that they can give that person who's in prison is solitary confinement. They take them away from other people. So that way other, they can't lean on anybody else to help process what they're processing. They have to sit there and be lost in their own mind. They have to go through it all by itself. Now, I'm going to hit today a lot of the idea of you know, psychological help, of our mindset, of our goals. But this really goes for everything. I'll I'll hit a few more tactile ways to ask for help a little bit later. But my main focus is going to be on that psychological version, on, you know, dealing with what goes on in our own head. Because our own head can be a prison, big time. And honestly, that is one of the most trying things about the time that we're living in uh, with the lockdowns and so forth, that we're left with a lot more time with just our own mind. And when you sit and you are trapped in your own mind, you'll find ways to drive yourself crazy. You'll take the proverbial molehill and you'll make it into a mountain. You'll take something that is a one and you will rev it up and rev it up and rev it up into your mind until it's a 10,000. Remember, we're human beings. Every person has strengths and weaknesses Think about what we talked about just a couple of weeks ago. We discussed mentors for a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the value of a mentor, and we talked about what makes a good mentor. And we all need one of those sometimes, whether it be a mentor or whether it be someone else who we can reach out to and lean on to be able uh, to get ourselves through. There's a big value in mentors. So if you didn't catch those episodes, definitely go back and listen and find those mentors and find out why I think so much about mentors. So with that being said, again, I want to reiterate that there is nothing wrong with seeking help for your weaknesses. It's the intelligent thing to do. Think about this in a more tactile sense because it'll make it easier to understand. If you are a homeowner and you have an issue in your home 
right? If you are an expert at you know some things, like let's say you're like my dad and you're an accountant and you're an expert on accounting and you are unbelievable at accounting like my father is. Right? He's won all sorts of awards. People think very, very highly of him in the accounting world. But right, when it comes to other things, he's not an expert. Right? If you're an accountant like my dad and you're an expert in accounting and you have a problem with plumbing, there's no shame in calling a plumber. Right? If you're an expert in plumbing and you got a problem with uh, your back deck and the woodwork thereof, you, you call a contractor. Right? If you're someone who's an expert at anything and you have a problem with electrical, you call an electrician. That's just what we do. Right? We, see it, we see that when it comes to things like that. Right? When it comes to things such as the, t- the tasks that I describe. You don't, I don't think people feel a lot of shame about calling the cesspool guy when they have a plumber problem. But when it comes to dealing with what goes on in our own head sometimes, or our struggles and our challenges, sometimes people find a weakness in that that just doesn't exist. We're all human. Every single one of us. We all need someone to lean on, myself included. And to not seek that out is more damaging than the shot to your ego might be to ask for the help. Hopefully, you have the person in your circle, in your family, who you can lean on already when it comes to whatever the issue that's coming to mind while I'm talking right now is. Because I'm sure, as I'm speaking, we all have some things that, um, that we maybe are always working on, right? Like maybe we're a person who's always struggled with our weight. Okay. And then you need somebody to lean on. You need a coach, right? You need somebody like a sensei who's going to push you, right? Maybe you always struggle with your confidence. Same idea, right? Maybe you struggle with your stress, right? Or anxiety or fear or whatever. There's always somebody there that can help you find uh, your way through. And a lot of times, they're the people in your family. They're the people who are there to help you through those tough times. And the beautiful thing is, even if you don't have those people in your family, let's say you're one of the few who are so unlucky and your circle and family is so small that you don't have that person. That's okay. There's plenty of professionals out there in all the fields that you might need. Again, if it comes down to it where you need the help to get through you know, your, your plateau with your physical conditioning, there are great coaches for that. Right? If there is a part of your self-image that you're struggling with building, there are mentors for that. Fears and confidences, there are coaches and mentors for that. If there's other things going on in your mind, there are coaches and mentors people to speak to, counselors, whatever, for that. You don't have to do it all by yourself. To me, that's like the biggest mistake that a person can make. We are not built to deal with, to deal with all of our problems all, all by ourselves. We're not built to be self-sufficient. Everybody has somebody else they lean on. That's being human. Yes, you want to be confident enough to be able to stand on your own two feet and so forth. But listen, there's a lot of stuff I'm really confident in my life about. But when I have an idea, 
I still bounce it off somebody who I trust, who's going to, who's going to help bring me past whatever it is I'm working on. Heck, if I got something I'm working on in my school, an idea I'm thinking about, I'm going to call one of the other instructors. I'm going to call Sensei Stein from Ego Park and say, hey man, here's what I'm thinking. This is way I'm, the way I'm thinking about uh, you know, this problem that I'm having. Or you know, this parent asked me this question in this situation. This is stuff I do every day. But I still ask for help. Because no one person is as good as all sorts of people together. Right? That's the thing. When you ask somebody for help, you're not just getting that one person's help. Right? It's like um, th there's this old, um, I can't remember exactly what it was to illustrate or what it's from, but it's like an old video. Um, and it shows the way that contamination works and how contamination spreads. And they for have um, kids put on rubber gloves and the kids uh, put their hands in paint and they pass something around in, the, uh, in, in a circle. And as they do, it shows how the colors are not only all getting on whatever it is they're passing around, but they're all also getting mixed up. You know, you have the, the kid with the red paint and the blue paint are side by side. Now that, that kid with the red paint passes it over to the kid with the blue paint on his hands, and all of a sudden, now the stuff on the one kid's hands is purple, and so is the stuff on whatever it is they're passing around. Well, when it comes to asking for help, you're not just getting that person's individual expertise. You're not just getting that one person's individual experience. You're getting the experience and you're getting the expertise of all of the people that they have learned from, that they have leaned on, and that they have used to get them to that point. And I guarantee you, if they don't know what to do beyond that point, they're going to reach out to other people. They're going to make their network even bigger and they're going to help bring you the help that you need. Right? Think about it. You don't have to repair your car by yourself. That's not necessary. Listen, if you're an expert in fixing cars, then yeah, you do it yourself. That's fine. But if you're not, you don't have to learn. We have people for that. There's nothing wrong with using the resources that are there to help you get through that problem. Right? You don't have to get in shape by yourself. That's what you have a sensei or a personal trainer or whatever for. You don't have to learn how to defend yourself by yourself. That's what a sensei is for. Right? You don't have to deal with all the projects in your house by yourself. That's what those tradespeople are for. You don't have to deal with the stress that we feel and that we gain on a daily basis, in, uh, all by ourselves, we should say. That's what other people are for. That's what those therapists are for. That's what our family is for. Don't be afraid to ask for their help. That's a big deal. Right? Now, you're probably asking yourself, all right, Sensei, I think I have that person in my life. Right? How do I make this work? I think there's two main keys. I think the first key is you have to find the right person. Here's what I mean by that. You would not ask a plumber for electrical advice, nor would you try to uh, tell your electrician about all the things that are stressing you out in hopes that they can counsel you some way. Also, uh, you're not going to vent uh, to your wife about problems they're having with your wife. Right? You're not going to vent 
um, problems you're having with your dad to your dad. You're going to push them out to other people and you're going to get their feedback and then go back into that situation. The same way that if I had problems with someone in my school, I'm not going to ask that parent, gee, how should I deal with this? I'm going to go out to somebody else who's another expert. Or if, even if there's not an expert, if there's a person in my family who I trust, I vent to them and I let them chew on the problem for me or with me and help me come back. And then the most important thing that you can do is once you find that person where the fit is right, where everything works out the way you want it to, where they're the right type of mentor or place to, to vent to, you have to keep the lines of communication open. In my opinion, it is the single greatest thing that makes any relationship work. If one of my students is having a struggle on the mat, off, and they hide some of the information, they hold some of it back, there's no way I'm going to be able to help them solve that problem. I'll give you an example. Many of my adult students come to me to get into better shape. It's very common. It's among the most common goals that I see. And um, when people come for my help with that goal, I ask them for a couple of things. Number one, I ask them to make the commitment to their training, to make sure they're there on the right days a week for the right length of time and put in the right effort. But if we're talking about getting in shape, I have asked them to think about the other half as well. I asked them to write down a food journal for me, as detailed as possible. And then I asked them to listen to whatever it is that I tell them about both their training and their nutrition. So this story goes back to years ago. And uh, it was when I first had my school, one of the first couple of, uh, of students that I had. And uh, I remember the student specifically, not only because of her big bubbly personality, but she shares the same first name as my wife. So pretty easy to remember her name. So this girl, Lauren, younger girl, early 20s. And she was doing the 90-day challenge, which I have talked about in the past. And she was stepping on a scale and she was getting very frustrated because she's like, man, I lose more weight when I just starve myself and blah, 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 blah. Getting very frustrated with the process. And I said, okay, I see what you're doing on mat. That part looks fine. So I need you to show me your food journal. The next week, she comes back and she's got a food journal. And it's, it's not quite perfect, but it's pretty close. It's really close. And I read it. And she steps on the scale again, and there's a negligible difference. If anything, uh, she lost like, you know, 0.1 pound, or she stayed about the same. And uh, I'm reading it, and I'm like, well, this looks right too. And she giggles to her friend as I'm reading it, something to the effect of, well, I didn't write down the wings and the beer that I ate the other night on there, and all that ice cream the night after. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you put me at a distinct disadvantage. You haven't given me all the pieces to the puzzle. If you don't give me all the pieces to the puzzle, there's no way I can solve it. And that is the same when you ask for someone's help. Listen, there's no shame in it. You know, as you guys know, my father is the CFO for Long Island Cares. During this time, they needed help. They needed volunteers. They needed people to help distribute food. And they talked to my, myself, my brother, my family, because they knew myself and my brother uh, that 
because we are in the martial arts world that we had a little more free time on our hands than previously. So we took the time and we went and spent it at Long Island Cares. They communicated what they needed and we were very happy to oblige. But I hate to make it sound like I'm ragging on my wife, but of course she's the most important person to me in my world. So when I think of someone as an example, it, she's the first one that pops in. But I can't get mad at my wife for ruining plans that I don't share with her. If I don't give her all the information, how could I expect her to read my mind? Right? That would be very silly, wouldn't it? You know, if uh, she's coming home from work and I'm expecting that as soon as my classes are over, oh, I have this great idea, we'll do X, Y, and Z, but I don't tell her that. And then she makes other plans. <laughs> she's not the bad guy here. I'm the bad guy. I didn't communicate. Right? It's the same when you're asking for help. Right? When you're looking to that coach to get yourself in better shape, you have to lay all your cards on the table. Tell them everything you've done. Tell them what happened in each journey. Tell them what you're feeling along the way. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Listen, can people be a pain in the butt sometimes? Yes, of course. But when it relates to what you're helping them do, it's kind of what you're there to listen to. I never really mind when parents or students ask me questions about the process or illustrate to me that they don't understand something. If they want to argue after I make them understand something, that's a different story. But if I make them understand, then we're good. It's my job to illuminate the process. It's their job to ask questions, to get the information, to ask for the help when they need it. It's very, very much the same. I'll use my own example again. You can't finish the puzzle without all the pieces. So if you're going to ask someone to help you, you have to make sure that you give them all the pieces to your puzzle. If you're going to ask for a therapist's help, you got to lay all the problems out there for the therapist. It's the only way it's going to get better. If you're going to go to someone to, to appease your self-confidence, to help build it up, you have to let them know what you're thinking on all your weaknesses. You have to tell them where you feel deficiencies. Right? If the, you're looking for anyone's help at anything, you have to tell them what you need help with. Right? You can't go to the doctor and when he asks, how can I help you? You just say, well, you can make me feel better doesn't work that way. You got to give them all the information. So let's sum it up with this. Number one, asking for help, it's not a sign of weakness. It's nothing to feel shame over. Instead, it's what we all need as human beings. That's the most important thing. If you got nothing else from today's episode, let it be that. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Number two, find that right person in your family, or if you need help professionally, in any of the realms that I described, physically, mentally, with your stress, with your emotions, with your confidence, whatever, find the right person. And then be an open book. It's only by doing that that person will be able to do their best job. Listen, life isn't easy for any of us. We're all carrying around something. Don't carry it alone. That's all I have for you guys today. As always, you guys can reach me via email, Sensei Leonelli. Sensei is S-E-N-S-E-I. Leonelli is L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. At Gmail, you can email me. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli.
Uh, you can find information on my school at tskSmithtown.com. You can go on Instagram and Twitter at tsmma underscore Smithtown. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find out more about Tiger Shulman's as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at tsmithtownpodcast. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.